Hey everybody, I'm Brian Grossman, Editor-in-Chief of the Colorado Springs Independent. This is the Indy 15, the weekly show that recaps everything you need to know in the news. Our guests in studio today are photographer Brian Aller and managing editor Helen Lewis. We're talking about photojournalism today. Welcome everybody, Brian and Helen. Good to be here. Great to be here. Great to be here. Oh, he beat you. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, Brian Aller is the first ever uh, full-time staff photographer we've had here, at least during my uh, stint with The Independent. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Brian's background and how you got into photography to begin with. Uh, geez, that's an old one. High school. Yeah. High school. That was it. That was when the bug hit. Like Hasn't yearbook stopped. or newspaper? No, just a class. It was a photography class. Mr. Brown. Yeah. I don't know if you even remember him, but... Uh, He's the one who hooked me into not just taking pictures, but just the whole idea of conceptual photography, mm-hmm. photojournalism. So yeah. that's and, the beginning. And you said you don't know if I remember him because we actually went to the same high school. That is we? correct. Yeah. A lot of marauders yeah. around here. Mitchell marauders. Yeah. So, uh, And I know even Helen plays around with cameras from time to time. Yeah. How, how did you get into photography? I... Brian probably did the same thing as me. I basically lived in the dark room in yeah. high school because it was a dark room then. Yeah. And we, our school was lucky to have one. Um, so when I wasn't in the art room, I was in the dark room. But I have been trying to get my hands on cameras for one of the, the I think the first picture of me holding someone's camera that I shouldn't have had was when I was like two. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing that ever since. I, um, yeah, not not a professional like right. Brian, not a career of it, but there's something um, magical about it. Oh, and definitely. when you can do what you do, you tell stories in amazing ways. Yeah, I mean, it's once you get the bug, it's really hard to uh, to turn it off. You know, in fact, it can be kind of annoying to people that with, that you're around all the time. They're just like, put the camera down, <laughs> stop taking pictures, yes. just enjoy life, and you know that's. That is how I enjoy life with yeah. my camera. I mean, it's part of my body at, at this point. So, so I'm guessing even when I was at Mitchell, there was a dark room there. Did you develop in a dark room there? There was a dark room there. Yeah, and we got to print there. And you know, what can you say? The dark room is a pretty cool place to be. So I mean, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's like you you step into another another planet. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. You know, even with all the mm-hmm. red lights and everything. So you can still smell the I, chemicals if you close your eyes. My clothes mm-hmm. still smell chemically yeah. after all these years. You still so. have clothes from high school? <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, I'm wearing I them do. right now. <laughs> You're the only one who doesn't, Brian. You throw too much stuff out. Cross colors, leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, funny, my daughter wears my letter jacket to school. I saw her in the, the Mitchell yeah. letter jacket. Yeah, yeah, for the cookie contest. So, uh, Talk about after high school then. Did you go to college with uh, – the intent to do photography? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I went to college to be a anthropologist and a history major. Interesting. And hmm. then I fell into the art school, fell in love with that. That taught me how to feel abstract, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. how to be abstract. That, that was actually a very painful experience going through that change of realism into abstraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. That's what I did. Uh, after I left uh, CU Boulder, um, moved back here, my first job was in the news realm was as a, uh, believe it or not, an art director for 
the UCCS newspaper. Hmm. And one day they needed some pictures taken, and I hadn't shot for a while after that, hmm. or before that, excuse me. Hmm. And uh, I picked up the camera, and it's like, boom, the magic kind of came back. Yeah, like riding a bike. Yeah, so I was mm-hmm. obsessed with getting into, you know, a newsroom at mm-hmm. that point, just the, that news experience, knowing that it's at my fingertips now. Well, how can I get how can I get into the newspaper world? So I fought very, very hard to do that. And my, I landed a job at the Gazette mm-hmm. as a sports agate clerk, which is one step closer to being in the photo department. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an opening there in the photo lab. So I applied for the job, got it part-time. You know, I'm working with some of the best photojournalists in the country mm-hmm. at that point. You know, like uh, Mark Rice, Jay Yonner, Jerry Bennett. We see Jerry's photos all over the place. So these guys are really a huge, huge inspiration and major impact on my desire to do this work. Yeah. So that's where that second step happened after high school. Yeah. And you've been with the Indy now, what, about a year and a half? About a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I have been freelancing with the Indy prior to being mm-hmm. a staffer since 2011. So... You know, it's family to me. Yeah. It's familiar to me. So, Talk about, I mean, we've obviously had some big news lately, and I know you've shot a lot of uh, big news stories, but talk about the, the Club Q experience. Um, you know, it's hard to actually get started talking about it because you still feel like you're there. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, you still feel like you're at Columbine, Mm-hmm. You still feel like you're at Aurora. You still feel like you're at the New Life Church Planned Parenthood. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, uh, I have covered a lot of this kind of news, so I I don't want to say I'm numb to it, mm-hmm. but you definitely have a very numbing experience during it because you're not part of it, and almost it's almost like a like a defense mode in a right. way that kind of protects you from what you're witnessing. So, you know, we obviously all got that call Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I got out there right about 9, 9.30 in the morning. I just went straight to it. I had no idea what to expect. You know, I just had – it was just so fresh. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the anticipation of getting there is – it just eats at you as you're getting there. That, that's how it always feels with big news stories like this. You just know that – you know, you're probably not going to be welcome, but it is part of, you know, telling the history of our, our city Mm -hmm. of, in this case, the country. Um, so, you know, you have a lot of, uh, thoughts going through your head. How can you compose yourself? How can you find a unique angle that 50 other photographers are trying to achieve as well and capture that moment that's going to, you know, resonate, you know, with your readership, uh, that, that's not easy to do. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you just take pictures and then all of a sudden the situation happens and it lands in your lap and there it is in front of you. And, mm-hmm. you know, we ran that really amazing photo a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, to capture a moment like that uh, is one of the most, uh, I don't know how to say it, uh, it's almost embarrassing because you are – you're staring at somebody in their moment of sheer terror, mm-hmm. pain. You're talking about the, the cover that we had. Mm-hmm. The, yes. The, the, yeah, vigil, I guess. After the, the vigil, right, yes. At Universalist Church. 
Yeah, so trying to tune all that out, what's going on around you, the sadness, the wailing, yeah. and focus, you know, it, it's it's hard to do, even mm-hmm. after all these experiences that I've had. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know, as we're talking, I'm still thinking about the sounds mm-hmm. and the smells and how hot it was in there, uh, just all these details. Mm-hmm. You're really trying to, to see through all of this to, to do your job. So, and capture you know, it at the same time, and capture right? it, yeah. remove yourself, but yeah. get the reader to, to experience what you're yeah, experiencing. Definitely. Uh, you feel like the enemy in a way. I don't know how to explain that, but I think a lot of us do when we're, we're doing this type of photojournalism, you know, it's a very intrusive thing to do. Sure. So I think when people are feeling that vulnerable, if you are not exactly one of them in that group, mm-hmm. you, you are, kind of seen as an outsider or maybe even uh an interloper right like you're interfering no for real um i've i've had some experiences you know covering big events like this where you know i looked at as the enemy as we all are uh, that are out there covering it Mm -hmm. so you know that's also part of you know developing as a photographer is how you can handle that and believe it or not a lot of people can't handle that yeah Mm -hmm. you know um it's it's just a really, really emotional thing to do, you know. Helen, have you? I was just oh, going to ask you if yeah. you've ever had to shoot anything like that. Um, I I haven't had to shoot that kind of thing. Most of the work that I did for newspapers, you know, doing photography for newspapers, it was more um, planned um, a- after the fact kind of stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, probably the only time I ever ran and got. A camera, and this was pre-cell phone cameras mm-hmm. by quite a long way. Was I was leaving? Um, I was leaving my office, my, the the newsroom, and I was walking to my car, which was parked quite a ways away. And like right in front of me, in an intersection, when I was about to cross a road, there was a road rage incident, and a motorcycle spun into a car, hit it, bounced off, and burst into flames. Whoa! <laughs> and I was like, wow. I'm going to guess this was in Australia. It was. It was. Wow. People people have road rage in Australia, too. <laughs> it I was, thought that was uniquely American. This, but yeah. Big Mad Max comes from. <laughs> <laughs> True. That whole movie is two hours of road rage <laughs> in Australia. Probably was a Mad Max. So. It, it, was a, it was a strange – I think I was still a cadet at the time, and it was a strange feeling that my first instinct was to sprint back to the office and get a camera. Yeah. I did not think – better help that person he was fine by the way Mm -hmm. um so my guilt is not right um, yeah he was fine um but yeah i did sprint back to the office and get a camera and get another journalist and we went back out but um how are you feeling (laughs) (laughs) he was gone by then he took off he did not want to be around the police but yeah that was that was a moment where afterwards i was like hmm what kind of what kind of person runs for the camera but you know um, I have not. I have not had to have that experience of needing to steal myself beforehand and go in. And I, I wanted to know too about the um, when you're covering something like that. Um, what's the relationship between you and other photojournalists that are doing the same sort of work? Uh, it's actually really, really helpful to have other photojournalists around because, uh, you know it's like strength in numbers kind of thing. Mm. Um, in the club Q situation, 
I knew probably half of the photographers. So in a way, it was just kind of like this mini reunion of, uh, you know, people that we hadn't seen for each other for a long time. And, and that was surreal in itself. You know, you're trying to say, hey, how are you doing? But there's this tragedy unfolding right in front of you. So um, trying to put that in your back pocket and focus on, on what what's, you know, in front of you uh, is a very interesting <laughs> dynamic. You want to you I want to see how you're doing, what's going on in your life. But, you know, we have a job to do. Mm -hmm. um, yes, of course, there's going to be, you know, those rogue shooters out there that are, uh, you know, going to stand right in front of you at all costs to get their picture <laughs> mm -hmm. over you. And of course, that did happen. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you're banded together with people that you, know, you share that camaraderie with, sometimes you can combat that to, you know, do your job to tell the story as well as they're trying to tell the story. So, yeah, we that always happens. It's a very frustrating experience, but, you know, it is part of the job. It's part of what, what you do, and it's why, you know, we love to do what we do because we're always trying to get that picture mm -hmm. that is better than, you know, somebody else's picture. It's mm -hmm. this competition thing, but it's a really friendly competition thing. So total respect for all those working photographers out mm -hmm. covering this. You know, it's it's heavy. It's a heavy thing to do. How has cameras i mean people have you know professional quality cameras in their pocket now how is that they do how's it well sometimes <laughs> it's more the, the people shooting than the, the quality of the the camera i guess uh how has that changed things for photography do you think is it good for professional photographers that everybody's a photographer now or is it uh not uh you know we debated this about 15 years ago <laughs> yeah um yeah it, it was supposed to be the death knell of you know, photography, everybody's been saying it for, like I said, 15 years, maybe even longer. Yep. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's been, been good. I mean, we've been able to, you know, share more in the world than we ever have before. I mean, can you imagine if we didn't capture, you know, that police officer kneeling on the neck of mm -hmm. George Floyd, mm -hmm. you know, who says a photographer would have been there for, that was a sure. new photographer, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think it's beneficial to society, but you know, it's still a very skillful mm -hmm. profession. And if you don't have the skill to do it, uh, then you're a photographer. That's, you that's a good point. The distinction between just capturing an image and capturing the news perhaps mm -hmm. even. And, uh, I think you're right for news. It's good that anybody can, yeah. capture a moment now but uh it does take skill to capture the news within that moment or, or it, know what you're looking for yes mm -hmm. being able to spot that mm -hmm. feel it capture it you know that that's what that's the distinction between a professional photographer and you know people on the street taking pictures yeah so uh I have to wrap up soon. We could probably talk about this all day, but I'm interested in uh, any sort of assignments that really stand out to you from from your past. Um, there's been so many. I can probably one of the most uh, interesting ones, and I, I mean, I've covered Hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm. The Democratic National Convention was a great one. I, I just can't believe all of the people that I was surrounded by in that experience. But uh, probably one of the one of my favorite ones was uh, years ago, myself and uh, then Gazette reporter Ed Sealover mm -hmm. traveled with Doug Lamborn <laughs> for his, uh, you know, swearing in as a first 
term congressman. Did he put you up in the Capitol building for free? <laughs> Got a tour of the Capitol building Did for you? free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's actually pretty cool because, uh, you know, for the incoming freshman, uh, uh, you know, representatives, they get a tour of a behind the scenes tour of the Capitol building. Yeah. So we got to go up into the rotunda. Yeah. They don't let anybody up there. Mm -hmm. So I got to follow them around and his family. Yeah. And it was amazing. And that was an amazing uh, experience. And you know, the Lamborns uh, actually were very good to me. They were very accepting to me. Mm -hmm. That's part of that relationship building that you have to have as a news person, you know. Right. Uh, so that, that was a really great experience. But uh, that wasn't the best part. The best part was uh, the next day, I believe, uh, when uh, Nancy Pelosi was sworn in as a Speaker of the House. And I was there. Yeah. You know, I was like r literally right above her shooting it. Um, and that wasn't even the assignment. It was just to follow Lamborn around. Mm -hmm. So just to be there and witness that, mm -hmm. that's one of the most profound things in my career. Of course, the next day, I wound up getting kicked out of the Capitol building, nice. escorted out by the police because I went and stepped somewhere I shouldn't have. <laughs> um, so, you know, I want to blame Doug for that, but <laughs> I won't. So, Where did you step? I guess when, you know, a, a congressman has the floor, Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember what the rule is, but, you know, that's, that's their moment. You broke some sort of I, etiquette. I broke some etiquette, and I stepped out onto a balcony to take a picture of uh, Doug, mm -hmm. you know, in his first thing. And I, I guess that was no, no. <laughs> you know, this is like kind of right after 2001. 2001, the, the, right, the, right, yeah. right, right. So everyone was obviously mm. amped up because of that. But, yeah. You didn't, you didn't scream from the chamber floor like a congresswoman? <laughs> no, but I, I, I got screamed at pretty hard. I got called some you got names screamed at. I've never heard before in my life. Yeah. But, yeah, there's nothing more uh, more interesting than getting kicked out of the U.S. Capitol building yeah. by the Washington, D.C. police. <laughs> so, you should get, like, a Boy Scout badge. For that. There should be a pin for <laughs> I I got one. I do have one. For um, getting kicked Custom out. made. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that we have a newspaper out this week. Uh, and speaking of Brian Aller, uh, that's an Aller cover jam right there. Some and cookies. that's uh, my daughter Elise's little teeny tiny hand. This one, no, this is my hand. Oh. Oh, oh maybe it's the other one. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you mean in the photo. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that is, yeah, that's Brian Aller's daughter's hand. Uh, and yeah, be sure to check out our, our cookie issue. It's got some mm. recipes in there. Uh, I do want to thank Helen Lewis and Brian Aller for joining us here at the Indie Pleasure. 15. Uh, don't forget to pick up this week's Indie, and it's available on newsstands or digitally at csindie.com. Let us know what you think. We'll read all the comments. Uh, hit the little bell on YouTube if you want upcoming videos. This show was produced by Dave Gardner and Nick Raven and directed by Nick Raven. The video cast is distributed by Sean Cassidy. Dustin Glatz is our art director. Amy Gillentine is our publisher. I'm editor-in-chief Brian Grossman. Be sure to join us next week for another Indie 15.